game week in Atlanta, which means it's time to talk all things Georgia Tech. Breaks the tackle. Oh, and he's gone. House call. Touchdown. And we're a point after away from being all tied up. We'll hear from Georgia Tech staff and insiders as we gear up for another week of Georgia Tech football. Runs it right. Slams into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackets. On the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Now here's the voice of the Jackets. Andy Demetra. And we welcome you in on another Wednesday night and the Georgia Tech Coaches Show coming off a gutsy win on the road in Blacksburg and heading into the home finale at Bobby Dodd Stadium this Saturday versus the Miami Hurricanes. Your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are back in Atlanta and back with a win. And we are back live on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Welcome in, everybody. We are live tonight from Rocky Mountain Pizza Company, Hemphill Avenue, just across 10th Street by the Georgia Tech campus. A full hour of Georgia Tech football talk ahead with Coach Brent Key, offensive coordinator Chip Long will be with us as well. And we always like to talk a full hour of Yellow Jacket football coming off what we saw in Blacksburg, that 28-27 come from behind win over Virginia Tech. And we'll see if the Jackets can turn that win into a winning streak at Bobby Dodd on Saturday. My name is Andy Demetra. You've heard from me enough. Let's welcome in the man himself, head coach of your Yellow Jackets, Brent Key. Coach, how are you? Doing good. How's it going? We're back in your old haunts here at uh, Rocky Mountain Pizza Company, I understand. How do you understand that? Like, Because you told me. Well, yeah. I mean, but I, I didn't tell you everything. Nor probably should you. No, if these walls could talk right now. I mean, you're talking 19, what, 98? Yeah, you were here when, when, when they, they, they cut the ribbon. Yeah, I might have been here. Probably. Well, it, time is a flat circle because you're here tonight. Yeah. And uh, excited to talk about that game that we saw uh, at Lane Stadium. I don't know if folks knew that was the largest fourth quarter comeback by Georgia Tech since clean old-fashioned hate in 2016. You guys were down 27-16, less than 10 minutes to go. Things were looking bleak there before you got the forced fumble and recovery at the 10-yard line. And then Zach Pyron directs consecutive touchdown drives. You forced three turnovers on back-to-back-to-back series in that fourth quarter and are able to come away with a one-point win. What is it about that locker room that made a game like Saturday possible? You can sit here and you can say all the, the coach speak and the right words and those things, but there's something a little bit more than luck to it, and it's, it does start in the locker room. It starts with these kids. It starts with how they believe. Uh, starts with the preparation during the week that they have, and the, the, the whole focus really every week, but really last week was, you know, of, of being able to play on execution and not play on emotion. And, you know, emotionally gets you so far. Emotion, emotion being an emotional player is a, is a roller coaster. So we, we focused on execution, being able to go out and execute one play at a time for 60 minutes. And uh, let's see what happens at the end of the game. And, you know, on that sideline, around those players, around those, uh, those guys and the coaches, you never felt as if the score was what it was at one point. And, you know, if everyone's doing their job and the way they're supposed to do their job, they wouldn't have known what the score is because our job is to, to coach as hard as we can possibly coach and the players to play as hard as they can possibly play for 60 minutes, you know, one play at a time regardless of the scoreboard. So, you know, to continue to fight, to continue to believe in, you know, the plan, to stick to the plan, you know, it was really – it was a good Saturday. It was, you know, I was super happy for the players, for, for them to be able to have that come back and – and experience the win. This was an 11-point comeback as well with a true freshman quarterback. And Zach Pyron, who earned ACC Co-Rookie of the Week, 463 yards of offense by your guys on Saturday. What had the offense clicking so well? Well, Zach did a good job of, of taking, the, taking the plan, executing the plan, staying calm. Uh, the guys around him really rallied around him. Uh, you know, we, were able to, we were able to run the football, which was which is a huge relief. You know, that, that's something that we had done well for uh, we had done well we were doing well and then had a couple weeks skid where we, we were not we were, were not able to run the ball the way that we've been used to and the way that we pride ourselves on doing and then you know to have that open up and you know that first touchdown run that, that Tay had you know to be able to break it off to the right and you know, you know break about three or four arm tackles it was almost like a collective sigh of relief that you know hey it's back you know Tay Tay is back you know Tay Tay is full speed and, and, and going and hitting on all cylinders so. You know, it really takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback and allows it to open up other things. It just seems, it, it not only last Saturday, but in Tallahassee, particularly in the second half, that Zach just, he, he knows where to go with the football at a level that you may not expect out of somebody who just arrived here in January. 
Yeah, his anticipation is it's it's unbelievable for someone his age. You know, being able to anticipate the route, anticipate the coverage, anticipate the break in the route, and then throw the ball where it needs to be. It's not always about, hey, you know, the safety does this or the corner does this or the backer does this and making the right read. It's the it's the anticipation of the throw and the anticipation of the different receivers. And for him to have that at, at, at an early age, it's, 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 it's a special, special thing. And showed a lot of guts with that nine-yard touchdown run. Uh, to put you guys ultimately ahead in the closing minutes of the fourth quarter. Uh, you'd said Jeff Sims remains day-to-day with that foot injury. You got Zach Gibson ready to go as well. And, and that leads me to the next point, that the success of Zach Pyron, it's really a reflection of that entire quarterback's room because if you were to observe Zach on the sidelines in Blacksburg, well, uh, Jeff Sims was having conversations with him between series and Tyson Pumachan as well. And Zach Gibson, how much do those other quarterbacks deserve some credit for just being in the ear of Zach and making sure he's uh, in the right mind frame where he can go out and be productive? Yeah, that's that's the sign of a, of, of a football team. And that's one of the things probably three or four weeks ago we, we talked about and we, we addressed as a team was everyone coming together, not being individual position groups. And, you know, yeah, the position groups becoming tighter and supporting each other, but then collectively on each side of the football becoming tighter and you know then the offense and defense becoming more more of more of a team and it's not an individual side of the ball of offensive side or the defensive side or the special teams you know when we win we all win and we lose we all lose so to be able to have all those guys come together and support each other it, it was really telling at the end of the game not just just with the way the quarterbacks were and the way they supported him and you know the brotherhood in that room but that final drive you know you, you kind of look behind and the entire team had migrated down to that end of the of the sideline it was all the defensive players, the special teams players. It was everybody that had migrated down there, and everyone was, you know, you could really see that continuity and the thing we've talked about of, of one team all playing together. Uh, Zach Pyron wasn't the only true freshman to, to help lift you guys to that comeback. How about Clayton Powell Lee, ACC defensive back of the week? Not only had the interception in the fourth quarter, but recovered the fumble to seal it on Virginia Tech's final drive. Had six tackles as well. This was a guy who was laid up with illness for a good chunk of last week as well. You almost forget he's only played about four and a half games this season. Explain the makeup that Clayton has that allows him to be so productive at such a young age. He just has a nose for the ball. And, you know, you, you find those guys every now and then that might, be, might not be the biggest or might not be the fastest or, uh, you know, they don't have the exact measurables. Not that Clayton doesn't, I and mean, don't get me wrong. But they just have an uncanny knack for being around the football. And a lot of that comes with anticipation. A lot of that comes with how they prepare during the week and how they can anticipate the things that are happening in front of them, whether it be from for, formation tendencies or alignment tendencies. And when you can do those things as a defensive back, it allows you to be one step closer to the football, two steps closer to the football. And to do that as a, as a true freshman with such limited game experience, you know, it's re- you, you really become excited for the future for him. There's another ho-hum ACC linebacker of the week performance as well for Charlie Thomas, career-high 16 tackles, a sack, forced fumble on that last Virginia Tech drive as well. And then there was Daquan Dallas, and, and you could make an argument Daquan could have been ACC defensive lineman of the week, had seven tackles, two and a half sacks, had the forced fumble as Virginia was marching for that score early in the fourth quarter. And oh, by the way, you win by one point. Who blocks the extra point? It was Daquan. As a gaudy stat line for somebody who usually traffics in the unglamorous. How has Daquan come on this second half of the season? Yeah, he's He's as good of a football player as we might have on the team, mm. you know, that gets that gets overlooked really because of the position played. But just to, to line up every play and do things right, and, you know, he's not the biggest guy to play defensive tackle, but he's always in the right spot. Uh, he, you know, he, whether it's a small thing like footwork or hand placement to just the, the, the effort to finish and to finish at the ball. And those are the guys that end up making the plays, the guys that finish at the football, the guys that give full effort all the time, you know, in – well, you're going to be around the football more. You're going to be there when it falls out. You're going to be there to, to get the strip. You're going to be there to be able to, you know, get your hand up on a uh, on, on a field goal or a PAT. So, you know, just the effort that he gives every play is outstanding. Do you, do you call him Dallas or do you call him Doucet? Because I understand most of his teammates, they kind of put a little French on his last name. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas. Okay, yeah. 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 You go by the government name. Double D, Daquan, Doucet sometimes. Yeah, Daquan. 
Duquan. Duquan. Well, Duquan or was. Or Dallas. Yeah. Dallas was disruptive, as was a lot of the Georgia Tech defense on Saturday. Four more turnovers for us. They are third in the nation in turnover margin. We'll talk more about the way you guys have been able to get takeaways in bunches. Facing the Miami team that's actually turned it over 20 times this year. That's the third worst total in the country. Tommy's Leather at 3.30 on Saturday. It's the home finale. It's your last chance to come and watch the Yellow Jackets for 2022. Georgia Tech versus Miami. We'll delve more into the Hurricanes later in the hour. Just getting started live from Rocky Mountain Pizza Company on Hempel Lab across from the Georgia Tech campus. It's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. And we'll hit a timeout on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Glory isn't given. It takes hard work. It takes hustle. Only then do we see the results begin to stack and the swarm start to stir. He dives for the end zone and he gets in! When we rally the swarm, we become something much bigger than any single one of us. A program built on a leap. The success is measured by showing up, digging deep, bouncing back, being part of something bigger than ourselves. Touchdown, Jackets! For tickets and more info, visit ramblinrec.com. Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow. Georgia Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Fans, there's magic when we cheer together. Let's create some magic with an ice-cold Coke. Cheers as we welcome you back to the Georgia Tech Coaches Show live tonight from Rocky Mountain Pizza Company just across 10th Street near the Georgia Tech campus. I saw you eyeing up the golden tea uh, when we first got in there. Yeah, it's a... I'm sure this, that's a newer version than the one that, that okay. I originally. I, I feel like you made some money on some golden tea back in the day in your, your starving college student days. I was never, I was never good at it. Like, really? I, I didn't have the patience to play it. It took too long. Really? Yeah. Couldn't even just play like a nine instead of an 18? No, I always spun it too hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just you, you did no, no finesse, right? None. Pure offensive line strength right there on the Golden Sea Ball. Now, Georgia Tech heads back to Bobby Dodd Stadium this Saturday for the home finale versus Miami of Florida. Some milestones, by the way, coming out of that Virginia Tech game. Gavin Stewart, another field goal. He has made all 12 of his attempts this year. He's had the most consecutive made field goals in a season since Travis Blair had 15 in a row in 2005. Also, A.C. Lee, Charlie Thomas, they're both tied for third in the ACC with 86 tackles. Georgia Tech has not had two players finish with 100-plus tackles in a season since 2003. What were you guessing? Who was it? Key Fox and Daryl Smith? Uh, and uh, James Butler actually had three that year. And uh, Ace and uh, Charlie could certainly stake their claim to join them. I was, I was going way back on you. I, I thought you were going to go like Ron Rodgers. I, I, I was going Ron Rodgers, Keith Brooking. Yep. No, we looked that up this afternoon, and uh, it was definitely Daryl James and Kieran Fox. Daryl Smith. I, is, is still, Daryl yeah, Smith. Yeah, Daryl Smith. Who did I say? You said Daryl James. Oh, I, said, I meant Daryl Smith, James Butler. Right. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to tell Smitty. It's good to I'm have I'm going to you said that. You're not only a head coach, you're a great ombudsman of the show as well. <laughs> uh, and and four more turnovers for you guys. You're currently sitting at 22 takeaways this season. It's not just forcing the turnovers, it's limiting the turnovers. And it all adds up to Georgia Tech being third in the nation in turnover margin. Uh, why do you think there's so much better ball security on the offensive end? Is, is it just the maturity of the guys? Is it their understanding of the chip system? Is it something you guys are, are emphasizing during the week? To what would you attribute uh, your team right now being among the nation's best in, in turnover margin? Well, we emphasize it, number one, and we don't just talk about it. We work on it. We work on it tirelessly every single day. We start off every practice with a ball security and turnover drill where the defense spends five minutes on turnovers, and we spend five minutes on ball security. We do a circuit. Uh, that's every single day of practice. And then within the other periods of practice, uh, we're, you know, we're emphasizing it, whereas you know, the defense is working to strip the ball all the time. The, the offense is working to protect the ball. And you know, those things – or one, but then when you have the, the, the kids buying into it and buying into what, what you're telling them, it really, it it turns out to be the right thing. And you know, we talked earlier in, uh, on Sunday and went through the, the ball security and the turnovers and 
uh, talked about that as, as, a, as, a, as a full team in a unit or in a team meeting. And when you look at that, you look at the, the penalties. We had three accepted penalties in the game. You know, the explosive plays, you know, I think we had 12 explosive, explosives on offense. They had, it was either five or seven on their offense. When you put those things together and you ask yourself, okay, if we didn't do the things that you're supposed to do, would we win the game? And it's a pretty, pretty easy answer, no. You wouldn't. So it, it all starts with the base fundamentals and the things that are the most important to football. You also had five sacks against Virginia Tech, which uh, this was coming off just one sack over your previous two games. Was that by design? Was there anything the defensive line was doing better as a group to get pressure on Virginia Tech? Well, you know, it always starts with scheme. You know, there, there, there's, there's ways to scheme and uh, attack different protections, attack different players in protection. Uh, but, but then, you know, the effort as well. You know, there, there becomes a you know, just a desire to want to get to the quarterback, all right? So it starts there. But when you really look at the full picture, it takes all 11 guys. And, you know, the, the guys on the back end have to be doing their job as well. They're the ones that have to be covering. They have to, you know, keep the guys guarded, whether it's man-to-man or it's zone coverage. You, you've got to be able to keep those guys guarded and give those guys enough time up front to get there. Yeah, we talked about Zach Pyron. We talked about Clayton Powell-Lee. But another guy who's still listed as a redshirt freshman, Ja'Kai Leftwich, he made his first career start. At yeah. right tackle, you slid Jordan over to right guard. Uh, Joe Fusel moved to left guard. How did Jakai perform his first time in the starting role? Yeah, he did well. You know, he'll be the first to tell you that the, the mistakes that he made, you know, when you make those mistakes playing in your first game for you know, more than a 20-play, 18-play mm -hmm. uh, opportunity, you know, there, there's a lot more things that, that occur, and there's a lot more pictures that you see, a lot more movements that take place. And, He'll be the first to tell you, well, i got a long way to go. And uh, that, that's the sign of a good young football player is that when they do have an opportunity to get in there and they play and they play hard, that, you know, the, the mistakes that are made, uh, they're, they're willing to learn from them. They want to learn from them. Uh, Dante Smith, you touched on it in the first segment. You know, it looked like the Dante Smith that we saw versus Western Carolina, nine carries, 85 yards, had that 29-yard touchdown run to get you on the board. How did Chip's game plan kind of suit Dante and is was it just a matter of him needing to shake off some some nicks and bumps and bruises and, and feeling more at full strength now? It was. I, I'm so I'm I'm so daggum proud of, of Tay. I really am. I mean, it's there, there's been some ups and downs in the season for him, and you know you know he's you know been had some nagging injuries here and there, and you know he's gotten down a little bit down and frustrated at times, and you know and just to know how much he cares, to know how much he loves Georgia Tech, to know how much he loves his teammates. You know, to see him go out there and, and have success again, it, it, it was, wow, it made me so happy. And after the game, I went up to him and gave him a big hug and, you know, told him how proud I was of him. And he goes, Coach, he goes, I'm so proud of my blitz pickup. <laughs> and he goes, I knew every blitz they were bringing. And he did. I mean, he was, he was, he was dead on them. I mean, he hit them right in the mouth, you know, whether it be a linebacker blitz, safety blitz, corner blitz. He, he, he did a really nice job with that, and that's what he took the most pride in. Well, it, it wasn't just the touchdown he had. Remember that fourth and one on your last drive of the second quarter? It was a fourth and one, and he rips off 20-plus yards, gets you guys in the field goal range, and you're able to salvage some momentum back going into the locker room. That was a, a gutsy run by Dante as well. Yeah, you know, and, and that, that's the beauty of Tay. I mean, he has the ability to run it between the tackles like he did on the first touchdown. And he you know, also has the speed to, to, to break it outside and get outside of the contain of the defense. And, you know, when you can do both of those things and uh, the defense doesn't know which one it's going to be, it really helps. It helps. Or I say helps. It pre prevents them from being able to game plan for what type of back is in there. Uh, and speaking of Dante, another freshman saw his first carries as a yellow jacket. That'd be Jamie Felix at 7, 20 yards. Got some work in that first quarter. What has he done to earn a spot in the running back rotation and, and give us some insight into his talent level and upside as a yellow jacket? Well, Jamie has a huge upside. I mean, he's a big, strong, physical back. And he's, he's, he's really in the same category as the other true freshmen of, uh, you know, not only the ones we've already talked about, but you know, a, a Tyler Gibson uh, and then a couple other guys that yeah. we brought over from the scout field. And, you know, when you talk about the development of a young player, you know, whether they went through spring or didn't go through spring, they go through preseason camp, they get into their first, you know, the first week of the season, their, you know, school hits them right in the face. And, you know, time management and study hall and tutoring. Oh, and to mention, you know, you got to get up at 6.30 and go to treatment and be in meetings at 7.30 in the morning and, and football. And so, it's, I mean, that, that's a – that's a good amount of time it takes to get used to that part of it and to you know, start to really get a feel for 
the day in itself before you can even start to think about football. So, you know, you take that month, month and a half, and then when we decided to move all those guys up, you know, what was it, six weeks, six, seven weeks ago, mm-hmm. and really start developing them on the other fields, you know, you saw them really quickly start to progress and, and out of the point where they're ready to play in games. Yeah, they met the moment on Saturday. They'll look to meet the moment again this Saturday when Georgia Tech takes on Miami. 3.30, Tommy's Leather. Of course, our network airtime, 1.30 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. we got Chip Long, offensive coordinator, warming up in the bullpen. We'll hear from him in the second half hour. We'll wrap things up, though, with head coach Brent Key on the other side of this break. It is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. That frosty chill in the air is here to stay. Just make sure that pesky pests like roaches, ants, and rodents aren't trying to join in on the winter fun. This is the time of year when pests and wildlife intruders start seeking food and shelter inside your home or business as the temperatures drop. Luckily, you can trust the pest control experts at Arrow Exterminators to keep your home or business pest-free inside and out. Schedule a free pest inspection today. Call 888-GO-ARROW or visit arrowexterminators.com. Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly listings and realistic virtual tours. Now, we're taking it one step further by testing a cutting-edge new feature, virtual reality tours for pets. We'll just strap this headset onto sprinkles here. Hold still, kitty. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, he's running muck. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't think he likes this, sir. Yeah, get the things off the kitty. Virtually tour pet-friendly listings on Apartments.com. The place to find a place. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. (laughs) Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. There's no better source on Georgia Tech football than our team of Yellow Jacket Insiders. This is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Coming to you live tonight from Rocky Mountain Pizza Company, just across 10th Street here in Midtown Atlanta. Big supporters of Georgia Tech Athletics. Make sure you come out, enjoy the pizza, enjoy the company of Rocky Mountain Pizza. And, of course, make sure you enjoy the company of your fellow jackets this Saturday. Tomis Leather, 3.30 for the home finale, Tech and the Miami Hurricanes. Matching which with uh, a guy that you were on staff with at Alabama in uh, Mario Cristobal, right? 2016, right? Yep, we sound were, about right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And then uh, a couple other guys, Josh Gaddis, we were on the staff together there for a year, and uh, Kevin Smith, running backs coach, we coached at UCF. You know, he had a tremendous year in 2007 and rushed for 2,600 yards, I believe, and he's a running, running oh, backs yeah. coach there. So uh, Miami's interesting in that they're they're kind of going through the same things as you guys are with with Tyler Van Dyke, their starting quarterback, injured, not sure about his availability. Uh, took a tough one uh, in their rivalry game with Florida State last Saturday. Is it difficult to game plan against a team like that, knowing that they may or may not have their QB1? And even if they don't have their QB1, they may dial up some different things, plays, formations to get that guy comfortable that you maybe haven't seen yet. Yeah, it, people ask that a lot. And, and you know, Yeah, there's always uncertainty about who's going to play, who's going to be in the game at the quarterback position because it is you know such an important position on the field you know and there's different styles you know some guys are runners some guys are throwers some guys can do both so when a situation like that comes up you really come back to what are your base what's your base defense and you know what are the base fundamentals of your defense what are your base you know front mechanics and coverage rules and being able to go out there and execute those regardless of who's in the game Defensively, uh, they still have a lot of teeth. Uh, fifth in the nation in sacks per game. They're 11th in TFLs per game. What makes them exert so much pressure? What does Mario do schematically that, that accounts for those numbers? Yeah, you know, they they got good players. They've got good players. They're big, big, strong, and fast. So they got good length up front. You know, they're able to really anchor down and, and stop the run and, and then press the pocket in, in, in the pass rush. And, you know, you know, you know, Kevin Steele, who's the defense coordinator there, gone against him for a lot of years. And, you know, Kevin prides himself on being being basic, you know, his defense playing with great fundamentals, uh, you know, not doing things that, you know, too exotic to, 
you know, where they're going to mess things up, but just having good players that can go out and execute the scheme. And you, you can really see his influence on that defense, you know, from, from just being there for, what, 10 months now. Yeah. All right, before we cut you loose, Coach, final keys to uh, another winning Saturday on the Flats, final home game of the season. I know you want to send off your guys, the seniors, and, of course, Georgia Tech fans away with one final victory inside Bobby Dodd Stadium. Well, it's like any game. This, but this game will be important to be able to, to stop the run and establish the run, just looking at how both teams play the game. So being able to find the, the running game from our standpoint in, in the way they play defense, which, which they do a good, really good job of stopping the run. But the thing we challenge everybody with you know, is everybody from, you know, starting with myself and the staff and the players was, you know, what, what can you do more this week? that'll ensure that we play better on Saturday than we did last week. And, you know, I feel like if everybody in the building can do just a little bit more, just a little bit more than they did the week before, then collectively, you know, those little things become a lot. And if everyone can just wake up and challenge themselves, what am I going to do more than I did at this same time, same day, the week week prior? You put all those things together, and you got a chance to, to do something special. Well, the last several games in this series have all come down to the wire. Came down to the wire on Saturday in Blacksburg. Georgia Tech got the W, and we'll see if we can hang another one up on this 2022 season on Saturday. Coach, let's get back to the office. We appreciate your time with us. Thanks a lot. This Go. is like going back in the time machine to Rocky Mountain Pizza for you, right? Yeah, this is. It's really cool. Really cool to be able to sit here and do this. And, you know, a lot of memories as I'm sitting here, uh, you know, staring around and looking at the walls and looking at the things on the walls. But uh, just... You know, excited, excited for to get these guys uh, to go play on Saturday. And this is an Eagles bar. They got a McNabb jersey. They got a Sheldon Brown jersey. They got to have a Brent Key jersey at some point in time. Well, I don't know. I see Stefan. I see. I see Veritech, uh looking around. I don't think they're going to have. I don't think they're going to have a number seventy okay. up here. Well, at least did, not. My, at least not mine. You well, know, you did patronize this place. I feel like it's only fitting. <laughs> you got that right. And then, I, well, and unlike the other number seventies, you were here as a head coach, hosting your own radio show. So I think you get a little bit of extra consideration for that. But we appreciate the time. I always enjoy getting to catch up with you and uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, guys. Go Jackets. He's Brent Key. We'll have offensive coordinator Chip Long joining the program on the other side of this timeout. It's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Introducing Hella Vienna Lager from Atlanta's own New Realm Brewing Company, the official craft beer of Georgia Tech Athletics. All season long, reach for New Realm's easy-drinking dark lager or New Realm's number one-selling Hazy Like a Fox IPA. And check out their location on the east side Beltline Trail. Expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen, craft beer brewed in-house, handmade cocktails, plus live music and much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit NewRealmBrewing.com for more. Hey, Georgia, if you love playing Fantasy Five, you're going to love it even more because we're giving away stacks and stacks and stacks of cash. Now through November 27th, five winners each week will win just by playing Fantasy Five. And the cash stack grows to $10,000. Play online or enter your non-winning Fantasy Five ticket at FantasyFiveGiveaway.com for your chance to be a weekly winner. It all ends November 27th. So play Fantasy Five during the Stacks of Cash giveaway only from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly. Be honest. Since you got up this morning, have you done anything new? Tried any new foods? Listen to new music? Or taken a new route? The good news is, the day isn't over. Hey, Lexus, turn it up. And the reinvented Lexus RX is definitely something new. With heart-pounding design, intelligent technology, and the first-ever RX 500H performance hybrid. Never lose your edge with the all-new Lexus RX. See your Atlanta-area Lexus dealer. The latest on Yellow Jackets football. It's the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. And fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Power, Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. Power on Georgia. Back with you on the Georgia Tech Coaches Show tonight, live from Rocky Mountain Pizza Company, Hemp Hill Avenue in Midtown Atlanta, right across from the Georgia Tech campus. Our thanks to Brent Key for joining us and excited to welcome in this man to the program for the first time this year. I think anytime you come off a season high in yards of offense, you got to welcome in the offensive coordinator, the man who's dialing up the plays to get that win in Blacksburg, Chip Long. Now joins the program. Coach, good to see you. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. How are you? I got to feel pretty good when you see 463. And- 
28 <laughs> yeah. points and a couple of clutch long drives uh, stacked together in that fourth quarter. There's no doubt. I mean, I was a very stressful time, but, uh, you know, it was great to see our kids just never feel like they were out of the fight. Um, guys making plays left and right, you know, a young freshman quarterback coming in and, you know, leading the two touchdowns there in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, it was an exciting, exciting game, but just really happy for our kids and just the, the work they've done all year, battling through situations and, you know, there hasn't been a game we've come out of we didn't feel like they played hard as hard as they could play. Um, you're starting to see a little bit better execution now, and then obviously hitting a little stride with Zach, um, playing quarterback for us and, and doing a great job. So it's been, um, you know, ever since the second half of Florida State, it's been some good football so far. Yeah, people lose sight of how many yards he gained in Tallahassee in that second half. I asked this to Brent. I'll ask it to you. 463 of offense, what was clicking for you guys so well? Uh, last Saturday you know I thought we were balanced um, you know they did a good job with the run game so we we're able to stay ahead of the chains uh, for most of the game um, you know obviously the first and fourth quarter were probably our two better quarters um, they had an elite kicker who pinned us deep a couple times yeah. and um, obviously we got to do better in those situations but you know I thought in the run game we had a good plan the guys executed um, in the past games with Zach I mean he was seeing, seeing it and feeling it and uh, you know, anticipated some great balls, and the receivers made some great catches to extend drives on some third and longs. Malachi, you know, in the first half had two huge third down conversions, yep. and in the fourth quarter, Nate kind of put us on his shoulders and carried us through on a third and 19 and then had some explosive plays, too, that, you know, we just hadn't had in the past. So you're seeing guys get more comfortable and more confident and um, – you know, and then obviously the ability to extend drives was, was, was huge for us. You can't neglect Nate McCollum either. Career high for him with 103 receiving yards and that touchdown to spur the comeback. Uh, Zach Pyron was somebody who had already committed to Georgia Tech before you arrived, so you almost had to re-recruit him. But when you evaluated his high school tape in Pinson, Alabama, what made you confident he was a great fit for the offense you were bringing in? Well, you know, everywhere Zach's been, he's been a winner, even from high school to Pinson Valley. A um, couple of Alabama guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Birmingham guys with Coach Key. And, um, you know, he's just everything about him. He exudes confidence. He's built the right way. He's wired the right way. Um, you know, came in in spring ball and struggled like most freshmen do. Um, but he kept at it, kept working, got stronger in the weight room. Um, you could see it with his zip on the ball throughout the summer. Um, battled through um, fall camp like most freshmen did. And then, you know, you just kept hearing what a great job he was doing on the scout team. Our defensive coaches couldn't say enough good things about him. Our defensive players, Charlie and Ace, um, couldn't say enough good things about him as wow. well. And then. Shoot, about three weeks ago, we put him in a two-minute drill, and he took us right down the field and scored. And, you know, when the Florida State game came, we didn't hesitate for one second to put him in there. And the kid hadn't looked back since. Um, but, you know, just obviously a great character, great competitor, you know, um, just loves to win and is going to do whatever it takes to win. And I think our players feel that. Um, you definitely could have felt, you felt it in the second half of Florida State, just talking to our receivers throughout the game. There was never – there was a renewed confidence. And, you know, it carried over to the Virginia Tech. And I think hopefully we can just keep adding on it by the way he played and the way he finished that game. Can, can you give us an example of a play that Zach made against Virginia Tech? And it doesn't have to be a splash play necessarily. That gives you an idea of his IQ, his maturity as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the – it was Nate's 56-yard um, touchdown. You know, he did a great job reading it, anticipating the throw on the, the deep crosser to, to Nate, put it right on the money in stride where he could catch and get yards after the catch. And, you know, it was right after he threw a pick six right there. He made the right mm -hmm. read on the naked. You know, the kid made a great play, tipping it up, catching, scoring. You know, a lot of freshmen were in the dump right there. And we were down two scores. Well, he came right back and led us right down to another drive. And you just saw that, you know, that competitive character the kid has. And um, it's very rare that you see that, that he knew he made the right read. His confidence wasn't shaken at all and went right back out there and ripped one um, to Nate and stride for a huge gain and huge explosive that we needed to score fast heading into that fourth quarter down to the stretch run. As Brent told us earlier, Jeff continues to plug away trying to get healthy and, and obviously his goal is still to be back on that field and uh, working very hard uh, away from the lights, so to speak, to make that happen. With guys like Jeff and, and Zach and Zach Gibson and Tyson, what makes that a, a fun QB room to be around? You know, they all get along, which is for, uh, number one. You know, you've been around quarterback rooms where I don't know if they cheered for the guy um, or wanted him to be successful. You know, they're all competitors. They all want to be out there. There's only one quarterback and one guy touching the ball every snap. But to see the reaction they had for, for Zach with his first win and how he, he came down the wire and the way he willed us to that win, 
um, just the excitement they have for him on the sideline in the locker room. Um, so, which helps a lot, you know, for a young freshman to, to walk into that role. Um, I think they've done a great job helping them throughout that and done a great job on the sideline between series. Uh, Chris Winkie's obviously done a tremendous job um, building the confidence and explaining what we want week in and week out with those guys. So um, it's a tight-knit group, and obviously each one of them has had to be ready and be called upon to come in and, and play in, in spells and um, be able to play at a high level. So it's just exciting as a coach to see that camaraderie in that group. Yeah, my color analyst, Joe Hamilton, he's got a soft spot for Georgia Tech quarterbacks who wear number 14. <laughs> and something Joe talks about on our broadcast is having the clock in your head yeah. as a QB, right? Not overstaying your welcome in the pocket, but also not breaking away from a play too early either. How as an offensive coordinator do you hone that clock in the head of your QBs? Yeah, you obviously want to do the best job we can to protect them. Any quarterback who's getting hit playing and playout is not going to play well. Um, you want them to have that clock, go through their progression, obviously not feel the rush. Um, I think Zach just has that innate ability to feel it and does a great job understanding his escape hatches, his 45-degree angles to escape out of the pocket. Um, minimizes negative plays. He's done a nice job not making a bad play into a catastrophe that you obviously want to see. Um, but some guys got it and some guys don't. You know, it's hard to teach. You can rep it all you want, but, you know, that just innate ability, that awareness, um, some don't have it, but, but this kid does. And his favorite target on Saturday, like we said, was Nate McCollum, 103 receiving yards, seven catches. I remember talking with you in the preseason, and you said we're still looking for that alpha. Right. in our receiving group. Has Nate grown into that guy? No, I think so. Um, probably the, the one kid, the moment I got here, has been most consistent performer in practice, weight room, everything he does has probably been Nate. And he's just reaping the benefits of all that hard work he did in the offseason throughout the summer. Um, does a great job of understanding what we want to do offensively. Um, knows we're targeting him quite a bit. And, uh, you know, he's showing up each and every game for me. Hurt, banged up. Um, but I think he came in to this season with the attitude that I wanted to be an elite player, and he's, he's showing it week in and week out. And he's, um, shoot, he put us on his shoulders and carried us the way, him and Zach, the other day. And it was just awesome to see just the way he works and brings it every day to reap those benefits and, and to see that production. And he can run so many different routes well. That's yeah, the other thing that stands out. Yeah, he does. A, he's a great option route runner. Um, just has a great sense. Just like you talk about our quarterback with his awareness in the pocket. Nate has a great awareness of, you know, spatial recognition, how guys are stressed in space out there on the perimeter, and just does a nice job. And the quarterbacks have a great comfort level with him to be able to anticipate his movements on his option routes and, and whatnot. And just, a, you know, a guy that's just hungry to be a great player and a great leader and kind of coming into his own right now. I know as an offensive coordinator, you'd probably like your offense to be a little less feast or famine. You know, you had touchdown drives in that fourth quarter, 90 yards, 73 yards, but then also you know, had some three and outs as well that kind of made field position an uphill battle. What do you think the offense can do with a little more consistency, uh, just drive to drive to uh, get meaningful yardage? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously we got to operate at a higher level on first and second down, staying manageable third downs. Um, we want to be an explosive offense. That's who we want to be. We want to be able to run the ball when we want to. Um, we want to be a run-play action team that showcases our very best players and being able to get them the ball in space so they can do what they do. But just overall execution, our ability to stay ahead of the chains, um, you know, one thing I think our kids have done an amazing job of is just taking care of the ball, which has kept yeah. us in a lot of games. Um, they take ownership. Obviously, we preach it in nauseam at times, and they've taken home to it and have done an amazing job with that. we got to keep that going. But, I, you know, them, us tinkering with the certain guys in certain spots I think is going to help us. Um, obviously, Zach, we've hit, a, we've hit a string with him right now that's helped with execution. Obviously, when your quarterback's playing at a high level, everybody plays better. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but our ability to run the ball, keep those guys healthy, and, and run the ball when we want to, and I think it's always a, you know, a challenge that me and Coach Key we, we're trying to figure out and trying to find that nice that nice mix that we can do to, to showcase those guys and take a little pressure off the, the quarterback. And in that Virginia Tech game, Georgia Tech topped 200 yards rushing, 200 yards 
passing and uh, all added up to 463 and a 28-27 win over Virginia Tech. Want to break down a little more of your personnel on the other side of the break. Also want to learn more about uh, your resume. Always enjoy uh, reading up on the bios of our coaches, and I always love some of the, the stories you guys can share here <laughs> on the program, and I'm sure you've got more than your fair share coming out of oh, North Alabama. Chip Long, our offensive coordinator, is with us as we continue the Georgia Tech Coaches Show after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. One of the toughest jobs in law enforcement is telling a family that a loved one has been killed by a drunk driver. That's why Georgia law enforcement works every day to keep drunk drivers off the road. Every DUI arrest could be one less family to lose someone to drunk driving. You can help. Hand the keys to a designated driver or call a ride service. It saves lives and prevents a costly DUI arrest. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Here's to the fans who show up for the game, finding their spot, staking their claim, towing the trailers, hauling the gear, a tradition of tailgating that happens each year. And here's to the truck they drive, the Ford F-150 truck. Power your tailgate like never before with an available Pro Power onboard generator. For great offers, see your local Ford dealer today. Not all models, trims, or features may be available. Contact your dealer for more information. Glory isn't given. It takes hard work. It takes hustle. Only then do we see the results begin to stack and the swarm start to stir. He dives for the end zone and he gets in! When we rally the swarm, we become something much bigger than any single one of us. A program built on the belief that success is measured by showing up, digging deep, bouncing back, being part of something bigger than ourselves. Touchdown, Jackets! For tickets and more info, visit ramblinrec.com. Georgia Tech football continues to buzz. Now more of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Can't wait to see you one final time at Bobby Dodd Stadium for 2022. Your Yellow Jackets back at home to take on the Miami Hurricanes. 3.30, Tomis Leather, our network airtime on your way into Atlanta. We'll begin at 1.30, facing the Hurricanes team that's 4-5 and five and 2-3 and three in ACC play. Georgia Tech won over the Hurricanes the last time they played at home. That was all the way back in 2018. It is the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. Joining you live tonight from Rocky Mountain Pizza Company here in Midtown. I'm Andy Demetra. Our thanks to Brent Key for joining us earlier. Offensive coordinator Chip Long joins us now. Uh, I'm not saying you said this, but I hear that you were kind of the Nate McCollum of your day at North Alabama. Was that? Were you the Nate McCollum of uh, North Alabama? I was. I was. One as fast as Nate. One as fast as Nate, but... uh, had kind of similar uh, playing styles. There you go. Sure. Uh, a player of distinction at your level. Was coaching always the plan? It was. Okay. It was. Ever since, you know, my mom was a teacher for 40 years, so the teaching bug was always a part of it. And, um, you know, I just love the game so much. I always wanted to stay a part of it and keep your competitive edge with it and mm-hmm. just the, the teaching aspect and, you know, helping young guys reach levels they didn't think possible. You know, I've, I'm one of the few. I've been surrounded by great coaches my whole life, so – you know, they've been obviously a, a great inspiration on me and and um, and what I've always wanted to become. What do you remember of your first game as an offensive coordinator? 2016 oh, Memphis. Yeah. First no time d- calling the plays, <laughs> you know, getting the big laminated play sheet there, yeah, all no eyes doubt. on you. Well, the first thing I remember being stuck in the elevator uh, going up the old um, – um, Liberty Bowl. So I missed the first five calls of the game. So right when I get on you the headset, the Mike Norvell is just ripping my head off. Yeah, oh, yeah. Our whole offensive staff, defensive staff, got stuck in the elevator. It broke down or whatever. Well, the elevator reason. broke down on oh, your yeah. way up to the – There's no wow. doubt. So you can imagine the stress and, and obviously your first time doing it. So I missed the first five calls and then had to go through that whole first quarter getting yelled at by my head coach uh, for whatever – it was my fault that the elevator uh, broke down. <laughs> but, um, no, I'll never forget that. This is such a funny moment. Of course, something like that would happen your first first go. Yeah. Luckily, we won. And, um, and it's always just been a funny joke since then. It would have been worse if those first five calls got Memphis downfield. You guys scored a touchdown. <laughs> and then once you get into the, the press box, Coach Norvell says, no, nah, I think we're good. We can take it from here. There's no doubt. He didn't want to do it. So, luckily, I had him there, and he was able to do it and do it at a high level. So, um, we were okay. What made you decide whether to be a field offensive coordinator or a booth offensive coordinator? Well, when I was with, with Mike, we'd, been, we'd worked together forever, and I'd been up in the box with him, and I knew if certain things 
were to occur, he could get it fixed for me on the field. When I went to Notre Dame, I moved to the field because I wanted to be there to, you know, to help our quarterbacks and kind of shield them from some of the um, the anguish that they had to go through in the past. Mm. And um, be, just be able to be down there and, and protect those guys. You know, as I call a game, I'm usually pretty far back, so I'm able to see what I need to see as I w- would be in the booth and just be able to get down there, make make quick corrections if something comes up signaling-wise that we got to – you know, be able to do on the fly. I'm there to, to be able to make sure it gets taken care of. What's it been like working with Chris Winkie? It's been great. You know, I was lucky to, to spend a year at Tennessee with him. And, um, you know, he's a great guy, great coach, um, very detailed in everything he does. Um, you know, and it's just a, just a great, great man and just have loved every second. You know, I've been very blessed. We have a tremendous offensive staff that's just been awesome, you know, that – We've gutted it out, trying to find different ways, different combinations to get things corrected. Um, obviously, Brent's done an amazing job keeping all that together, still being able to help with the offensive line as well. Um, you know, so it's been it's been a great group that, you know, hopefully we can finish these three games out the right way. Um, striking a chord with Zach, you can start, kind of start seeing, seeing things come together. Um, but it's been it's been one of the more special years for me, obviously a challenge time, but to be surrounded by such a good group that – you know, you're not stressed every second with every single position group if things are getting done the way you want them done. Wow, that's, that's a great, great sentiment. Uh, how have you seen Chris's influence on the quarterbacks, just from from your perspective, and, and the way that he's allowed them to all become better quarterbacks from the time he first started working with them? Yeah, and he's very demanding. You know, I mean, he holds them to a higher standard, um, no matter who it is. Obviously, you know, Jeff was playing well and then got injured. You know. Zach had his moments, and then the, the young kid coming in is just a product of, you know, what he does with those guys every day, pouring into them and building the confidence so when they go out there, they're able to, to turn it loose. You know, our whole universe revolves around the quarterback, what they can do, what they can do well. Uh, then it goes to our offensive line, what they can do, what they can do well. Um, because if those guys aren't playing well, we have no shot. And Chris has done a good job of implementing what we've done in the past offensively. And, um, you know, just – does an amazing job with them on game day as well. You know, calming them down, going through the series is what we want to try to do. There's never panic. Um, and that, that's been a good thing in our whole having a veteran group in our offensive, you know, because there's been times we want to just throw everything out and start all <laughs> over. And you just can't do that. The kids yeah. will see that. We stuck to our guns. We stuck to what we believe in. And, you know, you're finally starting to see the execution that we've wanted all year showing up. Um, as the season comes uh, to an end. Yeah, just sort of believing that that breakthrough will Correct. come and certainly saw that and more uh, in Blacksburg. We saw also in Blacksburg what a full-strength Dante Smith looked like again, but even when he was nursing some nagging stuff, Hassan Hall w- was the, the lodestar in the backfield. I talked with Hassan earlier this year, and I asked him, you know, what did you, what, what attracted you to, to Chip Long's offense when you were mulling your options in the transfer portal? Atlanta guys, uh, he'll have his final quote-unquote home game uh, against Miami and Hassan told me it wasn't hard to convince me he showed me some tape and I was on my way yeah what, what makes Hassan uh, an ideal running back for your system yeah I mean obviously he has game-breaking uh, speed um, he has very I think good hands you know um, that he's worked on really hard wasn't always the case in the spring but it's built in some confidence you know, he's done a solid job in pass protection. He's a very physical guy, but, you know, anytime he touches the ball, he has a chance to take it to the house. And obviously when you have that ability, you know, you got to give it the ball in his hands to create explosives. And he's done a great job. He's kept grinding, kept grinding, and um, has really played good football for us this entire year. I'd be remiss if we didn't mention that Chip has the slash in his title, your offensive coordinator, slash tight ends coach and i haven't asked you yet about your tight ends group i I know dylan leonard uh, was not able to play versus virginia tech but prior to that had a catch in six straight games how has he grown into your offense he's grown really well you know it was unfortunate because the last three three to four games he had been playing really good football you know early in the year shoot i might have been the week before we played clemson he he pulls a hamstring and um you know it took him a little bit to get back from that but uh ever since we part i guess the duke game was his first game back i'm trying to remember pitt excuse me um, you know, he, he struggled a little bit in that pit game, but now he's slowly come on and was playing really, really good football for us. So we need to get him back, get him healthy, and that'll just give us an added weapon because he was playing with great confidence. Obviously, he's a great leader for us offensively, a veteran guy that's been there, him and PJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole room starting to get a little bit healthier as the season 
comes in, and they're all playing some good football, winning football for us right now. Seeing a little more two tight end sets as well. Yeah, you know, we're all that's always going to be a package for us. We always want to create ball blocking surfaces, um, make the defense have to defend everything, and have those guys be able to do certain things. You know, when you have a PJ out there, he's been a wide out most of his life, so. You know, his ability and his physicality gives us an added dimension. Um, another guy who was hurt for most of the year now getting healthier. Um, and then Luke Benson with his speed, um, you know, gives us a variety that not a lot of people have that you want to have. You know, I like variety. I like guys who can do certain things to put them in those positions so we can help them be successful. Well, we look forward to another successful Saturday on the flats as we wrap up another edition of the Georgia Tech Coaches Show. We will see you at Bobby Dodd Stadium, 3.30 for the home finale, Georgia Tech and Miami. Chip, this has been fun. Thank you, A lot you, of Chad. fun. You bet. Appreciate it. All right. Boy, it was an all-Alabama edition of the it Georgia was. Tech Coaches Show. For Chip Long, Brent Key, Andrew Demetra, thanks once again for coming out to Rocky Mountain Pizza Company tonight we'll talk to you next time on the georgia tech sports network from legend sports introducing hella vienna lager from atlanta's own new realm brewing company the official craft beer of georgia tech athletics all season long reach for new realms easy drinking dark lager or new realms number one selling hazy like a fox ipa and check out their location on the east side beltline trail expect great locally sourced food from their on-site scratch kitchen craft beer brewed in-house handmade cocktails plus live music and much more at 550 Somerset Terrace. Visit newrealmbrewing.com for more. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus card, all you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Georgia is our home. That's why at Georgia Power, we're building the future of energy. Over the last decade, we've invested nearly $10 billion to strengthen the electric grid, installing new substations, upgrading transformers, moving power lines underground, and investing in cleaner energy. We're making the electric grid more resilient and reliable for you and for future generations. At Georgia Power, we know that making smart investments today prepares us to meet our customers' needs tomorrow. Be honest. Since you got up this morning, have you done anything new? Tried any new foods? Listen to new music? Or taken a new route? The good news is the day isn't over. Hey, Lexus, turn it up. And the reinvented Lexus RX is definitely something new. With heart-pounding design, intelligent technology, and the first-ever RX 500H Performance Hybrid. Never lose your edge with the all-new Lexus RX. See your Atlanta-area Lexus dealer. You've been listening to the Georgia Tech Coaches Show, live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Legend Sports. Join us each week of the season to get the latest on Yellow Jackets football and all things Georgia Tech athletics. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network.